You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? How about no, Scott? All right, you nerds, blurds, geeks, and freaks. It's that time again for the unequivocated, highly underrated, got to know who made it show we call Pop Stew. Right now, I'm very hungry. Your source for reviews, whether it's the new hotness or f***ing clown shoes. Broadcasting live from Planet Wakanda. Open the pod bay doors, pal. Across the cosmos to your ear holes. It's your host, AK and Stubert. With the latest edition hot and fresh out the kitchen. I'll have what she's having. It's Bob Stew. We want it now! Welcome everyone to another episode of Pop Stew. I'm your host, AK, with me as always. Your main man, Stubert. And this is Pop Stew. It's uh it's only like April and it's it's a lot going on and recently we just had we just lost another great one. We lost another legend. The great DMX passed away. Yeah, man. Like he Crazy. he's definitely speaking for both of us like had a tremendous effect on on us cuz we grew up listening to X. Yeah, man. I, uh, it's crazy, man. I had to sneak through listening to mine, though. You know what I mean? I remember back in the day. Oh, Mom's Dukes wasn't letting you bump a DMX. Dude, dude I couldn't listen to none of that in the house, man. <laughs> none of it. Dude, honestly, I think, um, the first album, was it? Uh, for, no, first my first, what my brother? That was the second album. album. The first one was, It's Dark, Dark and album. Hell is Hot. Yeah, that first one. You know what really, like, really hit me to, like, DMX was, um, it kind of goes hand in hand. It was when I started really learning how to play basketball, going to Turner Carroll, dude. I'll never forget that. Because, like, all the black kids do is either use playing basketball or they was listening to DMX. Like, that, that's all it was. That's what it was. You had that. Uh, you had a couple other artists. You had Wu-Tang in there. Yeah. But Like, I think him and Nori, like, dropped on the same day. They did, man. Like Nori's first joint. And I remember I was in uh, eighth grade. We went to Toronto for like an eighth grade field trip. And we went to like the Eaton Center. And like everybody was buying the DMX album. That had to be like what, 97? I was like 98. 97, 98? Yeah, that was 98. I was in ninth grade, dude. Yeah, I was a Turner. And it was, it was nuts, you know? But like for me, because I wasn't really listening to nobody, uh, just because of my upbringing, really. Like, I couldn't really listen, so I used to, like, sneak. And, you know, I used to, you know, take boys' tapes, stuff like that. That's when you had to take the little pencil, you know what I mean? And you had to make sure that the wire, is it called wiring? What is that? When you had to, like, put the pencil in the tape and, like, twist it yeah. up? Yeah, twist it up to make sure it was straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, um, DMX, dude, like, I remember taking the cassette tape, and I used to, like, record or, or like, tape over, like, some of my old mom's, like, either gospel tapes or whatever it was. <laughs> and I used to put them just in the radio and wait for, like, DMX to come on or something from Rough Riders or whatever it is and just play, like, record like crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> You had to catch it at the right time. Yep. You know what I mean? Because you didn't want the commercial to come in. You didn't so want like, the commercial or you didn't want, like, the disc jockey to be talking all over it. Like, I used to hate that. 
So you had to really like make sure that if you did catch a little bit of the of the person, you had to make sure you had to like go back and like fifteen seconds before, just so when you started recording again, you can go right into the. It was like you was like you was like your own professional DJ. Dude. Facts. And the first artist I remember doing that too was to DMX, dude. I can't front. I think people uh, forget like how much of a force like DMX and Rough Riders was. Like they were everywhere. DMX was all over. He was dominating airwaves, video, 106 in part, TRL, whatever it was, you was listening to something from DMX. Yo, and he wasn't the only cats that like Dude, remember, you gotta think, them two albums that came out came out within like the same year. They were in the same year. In the same year. I'm like, yo, and it wasn't like, you know, the, the first one comes out and then like the second one has a drop off. Yep. The second one was just as hot as the first one. And I had that joint on repeat, bro. I mean, figuratively, of course. <laughs> Undercover. You know, I had the joint, play that joint in the, in the thing. I never forget, man. Um, uh, what was that joint? I think that was from. Um, it's the joint where he's screaming in the in the in the intro, just screaming, just, like, ah, just screaming whatever it is. And I never forget. Um, my mom had this uh, old recorder, right? Old tape recorder, and I remember I had DMX tape. Cause matter of fact, I I took it from um, took it from Gary brother. Matter of fact. Oh Jay. Took it from Jay. Took his joint or whatever and had the tape. And I remember I took my mom's tape recorder and I put the thing in because I was going to dub it for myself and then give it back to him. So put the tape in, I closed the cassette, and I remember turning the joint up real loud. <laughs> and my brother uh, was asleep, sleeping in the bed, man. And I take the tape recorder and I put it up to his ear or whatever it is. And I hit the play button. I hit beside the bed. And all you hear is DMX screaming like mad loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. And he going, you know, he's with the, come on. And, and that joint. And my brother jump up, man, like terrified because he don't know what's going on. He just swore like DMX is right there. DMX was in the room. That's a wake up call for you. <laughs> Yeah, and it was a wake up call for him, man, bro. But like those albums, yo, it was really DMX who really, really got me hit on on rap. Honestly, yeah. I swear to God, because beforehand, like I was wasn't never really allowed to to listen to no type of rap. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was X who kind of started was that off dude. Me. Yeah, yeah, he was that dude. Like I was, I was fortunate enough to see him twice. In concert, like I saw him for the Hard Knock Life, which to this day is still one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was JX, Red Bed, and Method Man all on the same bill. Shut it down. And then they did a tour with Cash Money. It was Rough Riders and Cash Money. I, I saw that tour. So both tours was was crazy. And he just gives 110% on the stage. And it's just him and his DJ. Like he doesn't have a hype man. He doesn't have anyone out there helping him like he's just out there doing everything laughing crying praying like he just gives everything while he's on stage yeah hey, man it's um it's a bit unfortunate when you see people like pass away because like with with x 
like, of course, they just had the documentary that just came out, like, last year. Um, was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah, um, late last year, that, like, five-part documentary BT had, yeah. BT, man, yo, and you get a chance to learn a lot of stuff. If you wasn't already a BMX fan, you get a chance to learn a lot of things about the artist, you know what I mean? A lot of things that he was facing, you know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate that he lost his life, but, like, dude... He went, he been through hell. Yeah, he had a hard life. And, yo, a hard life, it don't even describe it. You know, like, when you got a mother who, like, got you one day, and then she just dropped you off at the house and leave. Yeah. Didn't and want like, him. Just said, they yep. they gonna take care of you. We out. And never came back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's crazy. And then, you like, know, you, like, someone who you look up to. Like tricks yeah. you into smoking crack, like that's wild. Yeah. He th- he thinking it's nothing but weed. You see what I'm saying? He's like, yo, why would you do that? Because especially this dude, he he thought, and I, I totally forget his name, but he thought that like this was like his father figure, right? Like, he was he looking, thought he was gonna look out for him. And this dude introduces him to to crack. Yeah. Um, dude. Um. It's just crazy how much you see, how much he, he fought, you know, like to deal with all those things, to deal with inner turmoil and demons that he's facing, and then to be able to go out and, you know, the countless times he was in and out of jail and how those times like developed him into even writing and all those other things is like crazy. Like he really took everything that he's been through and he put it in song, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he really is like the Richard Pryor rap, like someone who takes everything that happens in their life and just makes beautiful art with it. Like, that's what Richard Pryor would do. He would take everything that happened to him and he would turn it into a a comedy set. DMX did that with his music. Good, bad, everything. And and he wasn't fake about it. You see what I'm saying? You know how some people... You you see a lot of interviewers now who are rappers and they'll talk about like their life and the things that they write about and most of them will sit back and say, "Dude, I never did that." Right. I I never did, but this is something that I write. This like he wasn't Rick Ross who was like rhyming about being this drug kingpin and he was like a correctional officer in real life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he he really lived it. I thought the the coolest thing, even in the documentary that we saw, was the fact that this dude was really robbing people with dogs. Like, I don't know. Stick it up, give me your, give me your chain and your money for a couple of dogs. I, I don't know personally, you know. What I mean, I probably shot them dogs in you, like. But yeah, but if you didn't have a gun, and he just roll up to you and like says, "Give me all you got, or I'm gonna stick this dog on you." Uh, see, here's the thing. And he okay. said, "I can take a gun, but you can't outrun a dog." <laughs> that was his yeah. thinking. Yeah, right. And, and not only that, he stuck up people who had guns, though. With a dog. Fearless. Who, who does that? D-Mex does that, apparently. Yeah, apparently he did. I do. Look, I've never been bit by a dog, but I've been chased by a couple dogs. i say this right now. I would much rather get shot than have to get hit with a dog. I'll tell you why. Like, that shot is 
boom, and then you good. I mean, well, you're not good. You're not, you not depending on where you get shot. That's true. But a dog, you know how it ain't like just one bite, and then he going about his business. Yeah, he's he slacking on you. He go, yeah, you see what I'm saying? He eating off your flesh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> flesh don't of my flesh, me. blood of my blood. Shoot me. Like, but don't, don't kill me. And when you shoot me, but like I take that shot, I don't want take I'd that. Rather, you I, take that hit. I don't want nobody like Cujo or nothing biting and gnawing on me. Bump <laughs> that. But he's yeah, uh, X is part of a a very elite club. Like your first three albums are like classics. You can't really think of too many people who their first three joints is classic. It's like him, like just off the top of my head, it's him. Tribe Called Quest, Kanye. I really can't think of anyone else. And, and rap. You're talking about rappers? Yeah, I'm talking about a rap. Okay, you're talking about rappers. Because um... Jay, that volume one was trash. Because he, huh? he had Reasonable Doubt, and then he had the volume <laughs> one joint, which had, like, uh, City is Mine and uh, Always My Sunshine. Like, those two songs was hot, but then the rest of the album was trash. And then he came back with Heart Not Life, which was hot. You can't even say Nas? Jay had three. What about Nas? Nah. He had, like, one... He had one classic, and then he had, like, two okay joints. Illmatic? What? So Illmatic? Yeah, Illmatic is a classic. And then, then he followed that what with uh, I Am, which was straight. And then Nostradamus was like, eh. Yeah. Nasty Nasta Esco. See? But you know what? You couldn't say we didn't think it was hot back in the day, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the mixtapes. We, we did. Of course, man. You was ready to get it. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yo, who else? Like, the first three are classics. Not just good albums, but classics. It's hard to think of who else would be in that category. Like, five micers. What about Outkast? They had Southern Playlistic. Okay. And then they followed that up with Quimini, right? Quimini was hot. Quimini was hot. Rosa Parks. But I mean, Southern Playlistic, they didn't really break through with Southern Playlistic, though. They did. Like, Rosa Parks was in Equimini. That was the real, like, coming out party. And then they shut it down with Stakonia. They did. They did. Well, personally, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, if, you, if you take, and yeah, I might get some flack for this, but if you take Andre 3000 out of Outcast, You have what? Don't. You can, you're not about to sit back and tell me that Big Boy's. You trying to say Big Boy's trash? Is that what you said? Any trash. You know, over 150,000. You say Big Boy is trash? I didn't say he not. I didn't say that. But yo, take Andre 3000 out of, out of Outcast. What do you got? Then just Big Boy. Like, they wouldn't be a group. <laughs> like, they wouldn't be a group. I get what you're saying. You're saying Andre is the strongest of the two. I get it. He is. I get it. I get where you're going. He not? No, wait. He not? Oh, he is. Like, he's definitely one yeah, of the you, top you MCs better, to ever do it. 
You better have said it too. But come on, dude. You gotta put some respect on Nick Boy's name, though. You can't sit here and say he whack. Okay, you know what? That's like putting Method Man and Redman together, right? Like, come on, bro. Who's the better one? Method Man. Uh, You you darn right. Of course. All right, then. So, what are we talking about here? But you still gotta give Red his respect, though. Yo, surprising, nobody does, but I do. You gotta give Red his respect. Like, you can't just sit there and be like, of the two, like, Method Man carrying, because Red put in some work. He did. He got Yo. bars. Red Man got bars. Surprising, you like the only dude who I've ever heard say that, besides myself. Really? Yo, because back in the day, I used to be like, Yo, man, like, what was the album that came up with the Rock Rowler and the Rock Rowler and uh, the album they did together? The joint they did together? Yeah. Yo. I thought that joint was hot. Was it, was it Blackout? Yeah, yeah, Blackout. Yeah. Some of them boys were saying, I used to be in high school, like, man, we're trying to listen to nobody's red, man. Why do you think they cutting it out, man, after meth finished rapping? I'm like, dude, like, you're going to stop disrespecting red like this. Like, Listen, if you don't have respect for red, man, stop listening to rap. Like, how are you just going to disrespect red? Granted, right? Method Man is one of the best MCs of all time. In my opinion, he's in my top five. But you can't sit here and say, Redman ain't got skills. Wait a minute. Who is in your top five? I'm kind of curious to hear this. So, I got Nas, Jay. Nas is number one? It's no, There's no real order to it. Like, I can't I can't really put an order to it. So, it's Nas, Jay, Big, X, and Method Man. Whoa. X was really? always in my top five, yeah. Mm. Who's your top mm. five? All right, Puff Daddy. Stop. No, Stop. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Because he spits hot five. Because he spits hot five. Um, hey, you put... Who was your top five again? Nas, J, Big, okay. X, and Matt. X and meth. Okay. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Okay. Uh, if I had to go anywhere, I'm going. Honestly, I'll go. I'll go with Nas and Jay. I can't believe you didn't put Tupac in there. I'm a bigger fan of Big than I am Tupac. I know that's controversial, but I but just no, am. Honestly, honestly, define if I gotta go. Fine, Nas, Jay, Big. Dang. I gotta put Eminem in there, dude. Yeah, Eminem like, was your guy. I do remember that. Yeah, I gotta put him in there. Like, and I would have to put Andre in there too, though. Like, so that's your number five. I I probably would put. Yeah, no, nah, I can't do that. That's not an order, but yeah, I put Dre in there. I put. I put. So start from the top. What is it? <sighs> J, Big Nas. M&M and Andre 3000. Okay. That's a nice list. You feel, you look so conflicted. Look at you. Yeah, because I, I didn't want to put it in a, I can't put it in a specific order. Yeah, I can't put it in an order either. Like, I well, can't I, say one is over the other because I, I love them all. But I can put it in a five. Yeah, but I can't sit back and not talk about him. Like, some people don't give him enough credit. 
when I know he talk about some really crazy, weird things. Yeah, he like, out there. Lyrically, like, even though I will say that in Machine Gun Kelly, Jai did get him on this joint. I ain't, I ain't gonna, sorry. <laughs> you, you ain't gonna defend him over that? Yeah, I don't care what your man boy raps and all that other stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he got you, bro. Like, he did. I mean, sometimes you just got to take that L, like... It happens. It happens in hip-hop. You ain't going to win them all. But, yeah. Uh, DMX, man. It's just a loss for the culture, dude. Like, it's it's weird that we're not going to have DMX. And he just... I just listened to his joint with Nori. He was on his podcast, Drink Champs. And he was talking about how he was working on a new album. He said his new album was done. He just doing a couple songs left. He had, like, the Griselda boys on there, Buffalo Zone. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's been involved in Buffalo several times. <laughs> That's an understatement, dude. You got some history here. Yeah. I seen his... Like, he was locked up for a minute. He was. Yo, he got a kid here. Yeah. Like, had a daughter that was going to um, school with with, her, with our cousin. For real? Going to DSAT, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. X came here, put it down. Well, I know he had a kid here. I didn't know that his daughter was going to school with who? Yep. Who is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. She's in the same school. Dude, matter of fact, I went to go pick up Jordan one day and saw the mom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all can see my face, you know what I mean? She. He's, he's just giving, like, the nod of approval right now, like. Congrats. I get it. I understand. <laughs> and also with X, it wasn't just the hip-hop with him. He really transitioned in the film. And you can tell, like, each film, he, he was getting better. Like, Romeo Must Die wasn't his best outing, but he only had, like, two, three scenes in it, so it was not like he had a lot of stuff to do. But I, I did hear off-scene he has a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> uh, what else he had? He had Belly. Wasn't that his first joint? I think that was his first joint. Yeah, yeah Belly. 98. Yep. And Belly pretty much has, like, one of the best openings in any, like, hood classic. Yo, bro, I have not seen Belly in a minute. Neither have I, but I remember that open. Where they was walking through the club and their eyes was glowing. They was about to rob <laughs> the strip club. Yeah. Him and Nas. Speaking of Nas, like, Nas is a dope MC. Best to ever do it. He should never act. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, he was trash. (laughs) He should not (laughs) act at all. Just stop. He does not have that multi-entertainment gene. Some people can do that. He can't. Yeah? And I think, no, X definitely held it down. Seriously. I mean, he was pretty much the toughest dude, and his name was Buns in it, too. Like, he... Like, his name was Buns, and you still feared him. He was trying to some Buns, too. <laughs> yeah, he was. Like, his girl was bad. <laughs> he was trying smashing chicks out of that movie, dude. His girl was bad, and, like, the side chick. Wasn't that Vita? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Savage. She called the phone. It was like, what's up? <laughs> 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 I was like, what? Like, the... the the main chick and the side chick having a whole combo. Yeah, man. But, what 
else was he in? He was in um, Exit Wolves. Exit Wolves. That's like one of your favorite movies, right? Listen, Exit Wolves isn't the greatest, but that's I. A that's a drum with like the the Black Diamond because I haven't seen it in a minute, right? I no, like the, the Black, Black Diamond was in Cradle to the Grave. That's when they kidnapped yeah. his daughter. Cradle to the Grave, right, right. And right, like right, him right. and Jet Li trying to get his daughter back and the Black Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I like that joint. Yeah, that was hot. I like that one. Like, Exit Wounds isn't that great. Like, you can tell Steven Seagal didn't care when that come out. Oh, one, he just didn't care. He was completely checked out of Hollywood. Like, he was barely in that movie consciously. Like, he he was just going through the motion. You know what? I don't even know if I remember that movie. But you know what? I remember some of the fight scenes where some of the stuff wasn't connecting. And it just wasn't. It didn't even look believable. It wasn't. Like, this dude was... They had a gun to his head, and then he misses. Like, he just moves his head, and then the gun fires. And then, like, that's how... <laughs> like, that's how he misses the gun. Like, balancing himself on the ground with one arm. Like, how does that even happen? You know what? I do remember that. And I was like... <laughs> Like it was, was like, awful. I'm like, yo, what am I watching? Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't that great. And his man, uh, yeah, Dragon was in like every movie he did. He was. Like you know he would what? just Surprise. pop up. Surprising! I thought Dragon was Dragon. Like, come on, man! I really did. That was your man. Like he thought he was gonna blow up. Cause he was like 18. So I'm like, yo, you know, you know how you like the, the draft pick or something? You got like really good potential. <laughs> you thought he was like the Lil Wayne before Lil Wayne. Are you like the prospect? And I'm like, oh, he gonna come up, man. Watch that. That never happened. Like, but yo, I'm that's the future. Rough Riders, right there. Yo, I was like, yo, him. Well, I, him and Jen, we, we already know how that went. Yeah, we, we. Let's not talk about Jen. But I, I thought that was something that was gonna happen, you know, because they was, dude. Rough Riders, dude, they was pretty hot. Like, As a collective, were, like Rough Riders was killer. It was like X, Drag, Eve. Locks. Box. Like, you had some, they had some heavy hitters. They did. Like, they was doing a lot of work. And then the comp, the compilations that would come out were fire. Yeah. Rough Riders album. Rough Riders volume one. Fire. Had, dude, had the genre repeat, like, constantly. Thank you. Listen to that volume one and two, like, just constantly. Heavy rotation. Right? That's when you had to like carry the CDs with you. Have yeah, it man. have your little CD wallet. Hey yeah, have your CD wallet, man. Put slip the, the disc in your sleeves. Yep. You know. Had the, the CD you, player yeah. on your headphones on the bus. Jamming up. Yeah, I mean, you had to make sure you had this the, the shot CD player, you know what I mean? Yeah, the anti shot. So, you know, if they if they hit some bumps, you know what I mean? Your CD. <laughs> that joint was skiffy. Like the Dave Chappelle joint. <laughs> <laughs> they were skipping like my man at house party. He's like, "Yo, don't hit the table." <laughs> Yo, don't the table. Yeah, you had to have like the anti skip or the shock proof joints. Had a shock proof joint, man. And yo, you couldn't get one of them like them, them doodle ones. You had to get one of the ones that was like Sony. Yeah, you so, couldn't get like a cheap one from Kmart. You had to like actually. <laughs> Them GMA, them GMA or GMC, whatever it is. The GMX joints. <laughs> <laughs> you better get you one of those. Yeah, you a Sony joint. You, you know can't know get, I mean? like, no CD player for, like, six ninety nine. Like, that wasn't going to cut it. Nope. And all you, all you kids out there who decided that mom was going to, like, 
hook you up for Christmas, man, and get you one of the K-Mike joints, I feel sorry for y'all boys. Like, that's the joint that they got. Or, like, the grandparents, like, didn't know what they wanted. They just saw it. It was like, we got it for you. Yo, you was better off getting a tape player, bro. <laughs> like, your album was messed up. You couldn't even enjoy the whole joint. Thanks. <laughs> at least with the, the Sony one, you had, like, the little clip that, like, it held it in place. So if you hit the bump, not only did you have the anti-shock, but, yo, yo your CD was still going to be in the, in the thing. It's going to be in the disc player when you hit them bumps. You know what I mean? When you hit them rides. So I get it. I understand. Come on, dude. What's your what's your favorite DMX album? For real, for real. My favorite DMX album. That's tough. That is tough. Was it Great Depression? No, it wasn't Great Depression. Yes, it was. It was <laughs> not Great Depression. We both didn't like that album. Like we was we was hurt. We was you was like the Great Depression depressed me, man. But you know what? But it had a couple songs on it. Oh, it had some bangers on it. But as an album, it didn't live up to the other ones. Nah, I really like his first one. It's Dark and Hell is Hot. You but, know what? But then there was X was Raw, too. It was. Like, it's so tough to pick one. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood was good, too. Yeah, it was. Like, that had slipping. Yeah. I can't front, man. It's been a minute since I have listened to, like, rap in general. Like, for real. I'm just, uh... You just cut it all out? You, you're not listening to any secular music? Yeah, you got jokes. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't really interest me. But, like, come to think about it, it really was DMX. He's one of the first albums that I had. DMX. That was the first album you bought? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, matter of fact, no, it wasn't the first album I bought. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't even tell you the album. First album I bought. It was um. You're among friends. Nah, matter of fact, it was the Puff Daddy joint. <laughs> Puff Daddy and the Family joint. It was. It was the, that was my first album. It was Puff Daddy and the Family. <laughs> yeah, I had that album too. I can't front. Uh, yeah, and my mother lost it. <laughs> For real. Yo, she freaked out, man. I'll never forget it. Like, oh, she lost it. She took it away. She didn't lose it. She took it. Nah, no, no. My dad gave it back to me, but my mother, like, it freaked her out because, like, she didn't have rap in her house. So it was like, and Puff Daddy was tame compared exactly. to exactly. So I had that joint. You know, you know, I like. I don't know what it was like the nineties, early two thousands, where like. When you reach a certain age, your parents bought you a, a like com, a big CD player, like a five disc CD player. Yep. Like I, I don't know what it was. That was like the My Christmas birthday, present. Christmas or birthday, that you got a big, you got a like CD player. Like a five disc or three disc changer. Yeah, I, I think I had a five disc changer, whatever it was. Bought me that joint, and they're like, "Yo, we gonna get you some money to you know buy a CD." I'm like, "All right, bet, cool." Go to the mall. What was it, Circuit City? Probably Circuit City. It was like Circuit City or or like Cameo or The Wall. Remember The Wall at the gallery? Yeah. yeah. It was one of them joints. I go in the mall. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go get this joint. Get that joint. Oh, let me hear what you got. Cool. Put this joint in. Boop. 
Wait, what? Flipped <laughs> <laughs> out, lost it. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't play the DMX joint first. Yeah, that's you good. But, yeah. yeah I can't I remember, remember the first joint I bought. I think it might have been Mace. I think that might have been the first album I ever bought. Yeah, I, I had that joint too. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, now that's telling our age. <laughs> that's when Bad Boy was killing. Yeah. Bad Boy was everywhere. That joint, Mace. Dang, you dude, you really bringing it back. Yeah, I think Mace was the first joint I bought, like with my own money. Cause I think I got like Big Willie style for Christmas one year. <laughs> <laughs> but like the first joint I bought was like Mace. You know what I can't front though? But Big Willie style was all right. Like, it was. Too, it was. That wasn't half bad, man. He, like, there's, there's some bangers on that one. He, he, he was, like, number one for a minute. He was. Like, like, like <laughs> getting jiggy with it was everywhere. It was, right? I'm not going to lie. I was I was bumping the, the Men in Black joint. Yeah. The Men in Black joint was fire. And that joint was number one for a minute, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to Will Smith, man. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was to say that you can't be positive and still rap? <laughs> not one curse word in it but yeah man but he was different than everybody else you know what I mean like he had his own unique style he had his own unique flow his sound he was, was like no one else and he wasn't he wasn't like everybody else you know what I mean like he was his own person you know yeah um, he was like repping the have nots like the people who don't have anything he was speaking for them like the hardcore east coast Street dudes, like that's like that. Their favorite rapper was DMX. Facts, facts. Yeah, man. It's just unfortunate for anybody to 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 go under the circumstances because I know he was going through a lot for a very long time. Yeah, he was. Um, battling drugs, battling addiction, battling loneliness, a broken heart. Yeah, he definitely had his demons. Dude, he went through hella stuff. I mean, man, there's not there's so many so many things that you could talk about, you know. And it seemed like his prayers were genuine. You know, what I mean, it wasn't like there was just something that like he just did for clout. Yep. You know, um, he really was seeking some some help. Like you know, he was asking thing, for guidance. Every album had a prayer on it. Like, yeah. who does that? Like, they can say some of the hardest stuff in the world and then like in their album with a prayer they yeah. their album was filled with like all kinds of swear words and then asking god for guidance at the end yeah i am um, the only thing i would have wished honestly is that people would have understood exactly what he was going through a little earlier yeah you know um Instead of waiting into the the last minute to to talk about what you could have done or should have done, what you might, you know, that's just it's unfortunate because you see a person and he had such a gift for people and just being able to express himself the way he did was a gift within itself. You know, I can't sit back and say that like he didn't touch people through his music. Um, because he did, and he definitely opened some doors. I don't even remember, like, you don't remember too many hardcore rappers on MTV either. No. You know what I mean? But he was one of them. You know what I mean? Like, he was 
breaking through barriers. I remember, like, there was a time where even, like, Michael Jackson wasn't, you know, he was, like, one of the, the few African-Americans that was breaking through on MTV. Yeah. You know? And so... And that was, yeah. like, 97, 98. That was, like, the yeah. height of, like, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and all that. And DMX yeah. is right in that top 10 on TRL with them. Yeah, and he's able to, you know, break through barriers and walls to, to kind of create his own sound. And, man, they created some, some hot stuff. I mean, dude, who, who can't remember, like, if you didn't have the Rough Rider albums, then, dude, you even talk about, like, uh, the clothing line. Yeah, you know man. What I mean? The Rough Riders clothing line. I had a couple shirts. I had like a long sleeve red joint that said Rough Riders on it. And then I had like a, a denim hat to match. Yeah. I still got the denim hat though. I was wearing that the other <laughs> last week. I wore it to work. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he did a lot for, for, for culture. He did a lot for the rap industry within himself, man. For real, like, through everything that he's been through, man, I'm just um, sad that he went out the way he did. And you're battling that those many things, and you got a, the opportunity to accomplish all the things that you've accomplished. You know, um, I'm glad in a way that he's at peace. Yeah, he's dude. He had a lot of demons. Like, he had dude so many demons. demons. Than, yeah even demons from his childhood to adulthood. And it's like people weren't really talking about mental health or going to therapy. Yeah. Like no one was really talking about that back then. And I know they weren't talking about it when he was coming up. So it was like, you just got to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the best way he knew how to deal with it was through horrible ways like drugs, alcohol, but yeah. But yeah, I'm glad he's at peace and he, he had he left a incredible legacy. Like he he definitely left an imprint on our generation. Cause he was definitely part of us coming up. Twelve twelve, thirteen and up. Like if you was around during that time, teenage years, like DMX was in your C D catalog. Like he <laughs> those albums you was listening to, you couldn't escape hearing those those albums or hearing Rough Riders or going to see him in a movie. He was everywhere. Yeah. But I think that's going to wrap it up. And if you're out there, check on check on your 80s babies. I saw that meme saying, check on your 80s babies, friends, because we ain't okay. Like, DFX was definitely an imprint for us all. Yeah. And, and if y'all want even more, like, understanding of just like some of the stuff he went through man yo get a chance to yo check out the the rough rider chronicles mm-hmm. you know the first joint and it tells a story all about rough riders but has a some a lot of segments and some things that he went through um behind the scenes that he's he talks about um and you get more of an, an understanding just of who he is you know and some of the things that he's he he's been through some of the things he's been dealing with and just listen to the music. Like, he put it all in there. From yeah. his first joint on, he was just talking about his life and everything he'd been through and his troubles and tribulations. I know everyone says that, but that was really 
like his that was his thing like that's really what he talked about when everyone else was talking about the shiny suits and how many girls I got and how much money and I drive this kind of car he was the exact opposite of that yeah tell you dude like <laughs> Richard Pryor hip hop yeah yeah that's that's a it's a good way of putting it dude let's wrap this up R.I.P. to DMX Rough Riders shout out to your boy Drag on yeah man <laughs> Yeah, hey, you know, you don't always get it right every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, AK, with me as always. This is your main man, Stuber. And this has been Pop Stew.